0: Women
1: Podcast. Your career and your life, no matter what business you're in.
0: Hello, hello, welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. This is our Path to Power seasoned. Not enough peas in this season at all, but it's all good. And um, This is all about our changemakers and trail mazers who are making a fantastic difference in their communities, challenging the norm and creating more inclusive cultures. And this week, I'm really delighted to introduce you to one of our fantastic partners, Barclays Technology, we've been working with for over a year and a quarter quarter now nearly a year and a half actually Uh, and I'm delighted to welcome Sarah McLean who is the project manager slash greatest title in the world scrum master at (laughs) Barclays what a title Sarah (laughs) <laughs> Hi Simone, okay. Oh, and now Sarah, you have a passion for helping those in their earlier careers, which is brilliant because, as you know, so do we. And you are always—you've often supported. You're the one out there supporting the intern, the apprentice, the graduate assessment centres as an assessor. You're always practically all over it. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me, Simone. So let's hit. Tell us what the brilliantly titled Scrum Master is? What is it? What do you do? You're not on a rugby field, are you? No, I think that might be easier sometimes though. Um, so Scrum Master
1: is, is very similar to a project manager, but it's, it's different in that as a Scrum Master, you are a servant leader. You're not there to, to lead from the front of the pack. You're a member of the team. You're there to remove blockers from your project team to make sure that delivery is happening nice and fast. So it's, it's very similar. Um, but there are just some slight differences in that. I'm not in charge at all,
0: which I prefer. I don't believe that for <laughs> a minute. Don't believe that. And I think it's when you talk about, you know, Barclays technology. You know, you've got that's bringing tech and finance together. You know, and that's that's historically sectors that have been quite male dominated. Have you seen change over the the last, you know, number of years?
1: Yes, I have. Um, so I've been in technology now for roughly eleven. 11 years and when i first started um most of the the roles that women were in were administrative um and there were there was a number of women again mostly male um but what i have noticed changing in the last few years are more and more females getting into the the engineering side the development side the the side of things that typically is just men um That's what I'm noticing changing.
0: Of And I know you're, you are that massive, as said in the intro, you're a massive supporter of people at the start of their careers. You know, you're always there. We do our power-up mentoring, our power-up networking, and you're always there. You love, to be, you love to be in the scrum of those, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as a, as a supporter of, you know, um, I know you're really practical and you just get in there, but what would you say to other people out there who maybe think, well, I don't know whether my experience is, is valid or how can I help because, I, you know, am I relatable or, or what story have I got to tell? What advice would you you know, pass on to encourage other people to help? Anything can help. Um, just giving some time, a conversation. Conversations are so
1: powerful. Um, one thing that I think if someone is looking to help people that are lower down in their career than they are, or f- are more at the beginning of their career. Create yourself a list of 10 things I wish I knew before dot dot dot. So, I mean, you can apply that to anything. And if 10 a bit much, do five. So five things I wish I knew before starting, work for, starting working for Barclays. 10 things I wish I knew before becoming a project manager. Um, having those in your back pocket for people when they do come and ask you a question, it's just really helpful. You can just draw on it at all times.
0: And what do you think, if you could tell that 16-year-old self now who left school and went straight into work, what would have been on that list for you? I think the... The only one
1: that's come into my mind that I can really think of is don't pigeonhole myself. Don't pigeonhole myself into one sector, one skill set. Everything is transferable. And if you just open up your mind to the possibilities anything is possible and you can you can go anywhere
0: and and we talk about that a lot about you know there is not just there's not one straight road is there there's not one straight route that you can you you need to go on or have to go on to kind of develop your career it's it's important to try different things along the way i think you know because i think there's always something you will learn you know no matter how you know, sort of challenging the role was or whether that you liked the people or didn't like the people or whatever it is. I think it's always something you can pick up, aren't there, from those, from any career, whether it's at the start, the middle or or getting towards the end.
1: Absolutely. I mean, in the words of my hero, the wildling Igrit from Game of Thrones, she puts it so well and it's something I live by. You know nothing, Jon Snow. And it's, that's how I I apply it to myself. I know nothing. Um, And it, it just, as I'm learning more, about what I do, I get to a point where I've learned enough to know that I know nothing and that there's so much more to learn. And it just, having that mindset just keeps all my doors open to learning new things.
0: I can feel there's a whole side hustle out there, Sarah, for Game of Thrones merch with a you know nothing, Jon Snow, tote bad. I can feel it coming on. Get it get on it. Get on Etsy. I'm getting one <laughs> next time I see you. <laughs> and, and equally it's making mistakes along the way. And um I recall that you had a, a an interesting mistake early early on in a, an early in interview, uh with a mix up of understanding. Tell us tell us what happened. Oh gosh, yes.
1: Young young me, young dumb me um so I had a job role that was sent to me by a recruiter and it was a PA role now previously I'd been a personal assistant so I was like fab right up my street this will be great I didn't ask the recruiter for more information they didn't give me more information there's a lesson learned always ask for your information about a job role um I rocked up to the interview um and the the lady that was interviewing me was was very confused by some of my answers, as, as she should be. And she sort of said, what what do you think this is? And I was like, a personal assistant. And she was like, no, P, PA stands for Project Administrator. And I was just like, oh, oh, what does that do then? What's the role? Tell me the role. And, and instantly she told me and I was like, my skills can transfer to that. I know that I can do that. And, and luckily she did give me a
0: chance. Really? She gave you the job? That's amazing. She gave me the job. Amazing. But someone else for your merch role, ask for more information on the next set of tote bags. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I can feel it. There's a whole side hustle. Um, and you, Sarah, you're mum to three children, aren't you, with ASD. Um, talk to us about how, you know, that affects their lives and yours.
1: Yeah. So ASD, Autistic Spectrum Disorder, it's, it's different for everybody that's on it. Um, So for me and my children, um, my children are all really high functioning. So they don't have any um, speech problems. They're able to communicate and they're able to be independent, dress themselves, all that kind of thing. They have their struggles in that they don't pick up social cues. They don't understand when they are uh, upsetting somebody with what they're saying um, and whatnot. Their behaviors are very different. So all three children go to three different schools. Only one of them is actually in a specialist school for children with autism. Uh, so for him, he's having a great time. It's a wonderful school. They cater. I mean, every child there is on the spectrum. So it's not, it's not the thing that makes them different. It's the thing that brings them all together. And they all share that together. And it's a wonderful place. My daughter, on the other hand, is my, my eldest son, they're both in mainstream school. And that's much more difficult. Um, and how that affects me with, with my career is that I find that the schools tend to call me very, very often for behave, what they perceive to be behavioural problems. But in reality, they're just not trained up enough to understand that these are just things that are happening because of, of the autism and that they can do things to to get around it, but they just don't know what those those things are.
0: And, and and I know you're an active member of the the Barclays autism focus group as well and it, is this about because it, it, I feel like with the school then you're therefore kind of taking on the role of educator i suppose as well aren't you to kind of educate up because these are humans with you know superpowers right that's, that's you know it's it's, it's 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 not labels anymore it's a superpower so you know what what is it tell us about the the Barclays autism focus group and and, and what do you drive and lead on there
1: So the the autism focus group is for anybody within Barclays, whether they are on the spectrum themselves, they have children that are on the spectrum, or they have a family member that's on the spectrum. It's for everybody um, that autism touches. And it's just a safe space to go on. We have regular calls that we all get on together. We've got Teams chat. So if anyone's got a quick question, um, but everything is discussed. Um, some people talk about their kids having problems with the types of clothes that they wear and what do they do to help with that? So you've got a lot of parents that get together and, and share their tips and tricks. Um, we've also got a lot of medical advice that's given because we have uh, a scheme through Barclays that we can use our, our medical insurance to actually go and get a diagnosis now for ourselves and for our children. So there's a lot of advice that's given on this, this team chat of how to go and do that. And that's all done through Barclays. Barclays provide that for us, uh, which is fantastic.
0: It is fantastic. And it's, I think it's amazing that employers are stepping up now. It's not, you know, it, it, it's not sort of a separate piece. And I know we did a number or we have done a number of webinars and uh, we did an insight paper last year. EY opened the Neuros center for Diversity in Manchester, the first one outside of the the States, which was amazing. And it's, it's interesting you talk about, you know, the, the group is not just for people with um, you know that identify. It's actually the families and everyone that is has has, has has got you know is related around there. And I remember last year we had um, a, a guy Jamie. He'd been he was di- diagnosed with Asperger's at the age of three. We had um, you know I, Irene who talked about you know having to fight constantly to get her 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 son diagnosed. And in the end, you know, one diagnosis is still outstanding. But it's a, it's trying to it's that support group that helps you with the the fight, doesn't it? And and equally sharing some of the hacks.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because listening to other people's experience of getting through, because I mean, the the entire diagnosis process is a long time. I mean, that can take up to two years just to get a diagnosis. Um, So having the experience of other people when they've been through that, how they've managed to maybe get it quicker, how even even to some of the questions that are asked and how they've answered it. Um, it's just a fantastic support group, and,
0: and that's the power of the community. You know, we're very proud of the communities that we've built across Northern Power Women, the Power Collective, and everything else in, in between. You know, so I think that the power of being able to create that space where you can share that knowledge and you can, you know, because and this is why it is so important that large organisations like yourselves are kind of stepping up um, to kind of enable those conversations and it not being something that you've got to try and juggle everything and and, and manage your family and being called by the school when you weren't expecting that etc you know do you do you feel like that this the the groups that you're part of and kind of input on as well do you think that's taking some of that gender stereotyping down a bit because often you know you know as we know the and responsibilities feel for more to to mum but do you feel like this that is kind of leveled up slightly in a in a around neurodiversity
1: yes yeah um I mean there are still massive gender diversity questions around autism it's harder to diagnose in girls girls present differently to boys but it's those kind of conversations as well that, that that's being picked up on that's really helping um it's a difficult one for me because my setup my home setup's very different to how people would usually have it um I'm very lucky in that my partner's a stay at home dad so he can he can take a lot of the strain um with the dealing and, and talking to the school away from me which is quite nice.
0: And what would you say to employers out there who are thinking oh gosh we should do more in this but we don't quite know where to start? Where would you where, where could you signpost other than you other than you? <laughs> There's there is a fantastic wealth of information online and I and I, I
1: the Witherslack group is is the group um that runs the specialist school that my son goes to and the Witherslack group have got an amazing amount of information. They also have a bit of a community where they do podcasts and they actually have courses for parents and things like that. I think employers, if they kind of took that tack and anybody who's a line manager had some mandatory training around the autism spectrum, what it means, how people present. I mean, just last week we had somebody on our town hall who is on the spectrum, gave a 20 minute presentation about autism, what it means. And it was the most comprehensive presentation I've ever experienced. It explained it so well. And I think companies, if they can do that with their line managers so that when they're managing people, they've always got that in their mind, that would massively help.
0: It is. It's educate, 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 isn't it? I yeah. think and keep that conversation going. Um, and that's how we learn and, and create those spaces to, to sort of ask questions. Um, now, recently, a totally um, diversion of topic now. We had the the coronation the king's coronation a few uh weeks ago um i've got to ask you about the time when you met our previous monarch her majesty queen elizabeth and it involves a musical instrument tell us more
1: it does so um when i was
0: 13 i uh played
1: the flute in a few different bands so there was the salford youth orchestra the salford youth concert band and the salford flutes and our Music school had been approached to help, uh, asked to play the music for the opening of the Lowry Centre. So that was a week of performances. So while the stage, uh, in the theatre, the stage show was going on, our orchestra was in the pit, playing the music for the stage show. Um, It was incredible. Um, We also had, when the Queen arrived, she had a tour during the day and our Salford flutes would lined one of the corridors that she was walking down. And we, we were playing as she's walking past and she stopped and said hello to everybody and shook our hands. And then when she was having lunch, which actually was cucumber sandwiches, love her. <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah. We had our concert band in the corner playing for her there as well. So it was it was just an incredible experience. Um one I'll never forget oh
0: amazing I hope the crusts were cut off those cucumber sandwiches that's all I'm going to take they
1: were little triangles as well <laughs> on the little stands they really went all out
0: <laughs> Oh, Sarah thank you so much for joining us and thank you for everything that you do to support talent to educate around neurodiversity and I love the whole 10 things I wish I knew and I love about talking about don't pigeonhole me and I, I love that whole clarity of if you don't know ask for more help, it's as simple as that because, you know what, out there people do want to help across the multiple communities that you're part of. So Sarah, thank you so much uh, for joining us on this week's podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, and thank you to all of you for listening out there. Please do join in the conversation. These are our weekly episodes on our Path to Power season. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And please do leave us a review. We'd love that. We'd love to know how these can help support the professional and personal development and empowering each other. Um, we'd love to know more. And join in on all our socials at North Power Women or Northern Power Women and all our others than Twitter. But thank you for joining us this week. My name is Simone this is the Northern Power Women podcast at What Goes on Media Production. <laughs>